You're looking stylish in no time. It's the LA Anorak Jacket. It's perfect for game days, watch parties, reading angry social media posts, freaking out over transfer rumors, listening to your favorite podcast, staying dry from the tears of your rivals. Pre-order now at 12threads.com. Available for a limited time only, Alma Corso and Evita. on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, February 22nd. This is it, folks. The LA Galaxy getting ready to take on Messi and friends coming up on Sunday, February 25th. We're here to kick off our 16th season, just shy of 1,100 shows. We are so pumped and so excited to have you here today. We're going to talk about Peck. We're going to talk about Paintsville. We're going to talk about Bond and Mavinga departing. We're going to talk about all the additions. We're going to talk about international slots. We're going to get you through schedules and everything else that is surrounding the LA Galaxy before we get you ready for that Miami match here to help us out. We're glad to have him back. It's Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Oh, we are so back. Does it, does it feel so good? Back. Does it feel good? It are you ready? Good. Okay, I good. I can taste it. It's in the air. I got my Hawaiian shirt. Oh, yeah. The new music is going. We're hitting the groove right now. I just... The good part's coming. It's, it's it happening. Feels, it feels like the it. Vibing. I, yeah, the vibing. The, the, the vibe is right right now. The preseason, everything's hitting. We were joking around earlier. These actual games are going to come around and mess up all the good vibes and, and good things that we have going on. Yes. You know, we, we have to actually play the games now. That's the unfortunate part. But right now, everyone is feeling really good. This uh, is... As you said, the honeymoon period. The honeymoon. This is it. You know, everybody's having a good time. You know, you're smacking each other on the behind. Everything's fun. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. It's a laugh. It's a good time. All that fun stuff. So we're totally pumped to be here. We're really excited. Some new look stuff for the show. Some new sound in here as well. And that, before we even go anywhere, we have to talk about the jacket that uh, that was out yes. here with one, two threads. Uh, there was a familiar voice on there. Uh, you you want to tell us guy. a little bit about that? 
Yeah, one, two threads. If you've been listening to the show and, uh, you know, following along, you've kind of seen the journey of one, two threads. Uh, you know, they're, you know, great guys who are making, uh, you know, LA Galaxy, uh, you know, style merchandise. And so they've had a lot of great shirts and, and merchandise, you know, in the, over the past few years. So they're, you know, a lot of the jackets and, and, and cool stuff coming out. So they have a new jacket coming out. You see the, uh, <laughs> the, the jacket, the, I know I had the voiceover for. We yes. wanted to go for like a Billy Mays type of vibe R. for the Anorak jacket. Yes, yeah, so R.I.P. Billy Mays. Flex Seal kind of hit that <laughs> vibe. So that's what I was going for when I did my voiceover work for them. They were kind enough to to reach out, and I was of course more than happy as a a repeat customer of One Two Threads. Uh, happy to kind of support them and keep them with with what they're doing. Obviously, we know uh, we talked about the jerseys and the price tag on those jerseys. So again, that can be a little bit tricky, but you know. What One Two Threads is doing, they're giving you an an in route to get LA Galaxy style merch at a probably more affordable price. And then the designs themselves, you know, you, you can see it right there with the Anorak jacket. It's just that 2002 first MLS Cup Championship style jacket. Uh, you know, it's it's really really a good looking jacket. So happy to support them and in, in whatever way I can to provide some voiceover work and then giving them you know the the platform that we have to kind of share to everyone if they don't already know about one two threads one two threads.com pre-order the jacket they're running out uh and you don't just get the jacket look at all the other merchandise that they have as well because i'll be you know mention i've mentioned it in previous shows i'll be attending the home opener and mm-hmm. you will catch me wearing one two threads at the home opener i'm saving my my baseball jersey they have a really good looking baseball jersey that i'm going to be wearing on that day so big shout out to one two threads pumped up no they have some great stuff and uh glad we could help them out any chance we get uh of course if you have a la galaxy uh you know business and you want some plugs here shoot us a dm and let's see if we can work something out right i'm not listen don't don't act like i i, I it sounded like almost there for a second like i charged for some of this stuff right no no <laughs> we'll just, we just we'll, we'll work something out so yeah uh that's how it goes let's also talk and you we talked about a little bit you just heard it i want to know there's probably people who are breathing into a paper bag right now because they can't handle the change um i did share it with some of our our most valued listeners executive producer herb heard it earlier today oh very nice right i sent it off to him first spins right listening party that's right you know if he didn't like it we were just gonna kill it we were like oh no we're gonna we're gonna kill it but let's talk a little bit about it because you right now you that are listening if you have spotify if you have apple music you can type in corner of the galaxy anthem and you can go download this song right here from the wonderful raymond plaza i talked a little bit about ray the last time uh when we were on with kevin on monday uh it, it just uh he works in the in the tv and film industry uh as a composer and he asked if he could write us a song and i was like yeah absolutely and so he asked a little bit about it uh what i liked and i said you know we've already always sort of been on like that alt uh like new alternative like rock Mm -hmm. indie rock type sort of real right (laughs) on the edge look at back pocket memory and then obviously look at sugar cult and some of the other ones that we've had in straight up punk i mean you know sort of more the punk rock was in there too at some of the beginning um if you listen to any of our songs so he was like man Man, that's I love all that stuff. So I'm going to I'm going to come up with something. I've been listening now to it for like two <laughs> weeks. Um, yeah. And and Ray has been amazing. I actually made him change something yeah, like yesterday. I'm like, hey, can you just change this one thing? And you'll you'll hear it on the outro. Um, that's a little different. But he changed everything for us and did it. And so, Ray, I'm indebted to you. Thank you so much. But you can go right now. Go get go. It's on Spotify. Stream it. You Make can it stream top, it right now. Yeah. Top stream song on Spotify, uh, you know, Friday, you know, I know we're listening to this live on a Thursday night. Those of us who are in the chat, people were in the chat early, by the way. So shout out to our early chatters. But again, if you're listening to it the next day, let's, let's get this, let's get this charting on Spotify. So a huge shout out to Ray. What I loved about it is 
it has that build. So, you know, it has those guitar riffs. And yep. then once you get into it, then it really hits. You get that anthem feel to it. So, again, how cool is it? One, to have original music for the show. And then two, to have it, you know, kind of go as hard as it does once it starts kicking in. So big shout out to Raid. Very cool, though. You know, COG, Corner of the Galaxy, has their own anthem. And you could stream it. We can listen to it. I know it may take some getting used to, but I, I dug it. I thought it played. I thought it was a good intro with Michael Rajo being laid over right, it. Right. I think I think it all worked out pretty nicely. So big I'll, shout out to Raid. I'll take it. I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's people who don't like it. I don't care about them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I would imagine that whenever I walk through the tailgate areas next time. I we should hear the song as I'm walking, right? You're just oh, is, it, is yo, it, where's my theme music? Yeah, right, gotta, right? You, I'm gonna get you a sucker. Yeah, uh, guys playing behind you. I, I like it. Um, the other thing is, I'm just gonna ask you this question. Don't, don't this has nothing, nobody else needs to hear this. But if I drive in with the music playing, is that like, is that a no go? Are you not allowed to play your own theme music, or how does you, that work? You're, you're asking the wrong guy who wears the corner of the galaxy shirt very often. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be blasting it. So again, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. N- nothing wrong with sa- shameless self-promotion. Again, maybe you're asking the wrong guy, right? but I, th- I think you absolutely should be blasting it as you head in and then maybe playing it on your phone as you walk into the press box. Oh, sorry guys. Forgot oh, to turn so, this down. Yeah, so sorry. So, let excuse me, me. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Oh, what's that? You, you like it? You guys want to listen to uh, it? Well, give it, let's get it a few more spins. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, it, the, the crazy <laughs> they're saying in the chat room, big week for LA galaxy music. I mean, you got, oh. J- you got JP <laughs> playing, you know, all, of his, yeah. his, his latest hits. Uh, I think Galaxy fans have been blowing up that Spotify. First LA Galaxy player, and we'll talk about it here in a second, but first LA Galaxy player to ever be introduced with his own music. Congratulations. That's that was break, major flex. breaking Huge news. Flex. Right. Uh, let's get a little bit into some of this LA Galaxy stuff. It's game week. Uh, we're going to have a game preview. Eric, just, you know, are you ready for that? I just, I, we're not going to vo- do it now, but yeah. I was going to say the vocal cords are warm. I okay. know we have some, the funny thing is, you know, I've, I've been around for, you know, a few seasons now and people kind of know the routine with the game previews. Maybe they fell off a little bit with form and but there's a little science to this. You want to miss it. You don't want it to get played out too much. So it took a little bit of break, but we do have some new listeners, maybe some people from different countries who have kind of joined on. And so there's some people who the game previews may be a new thing to them. So I'm excited to kind of share that with those people who haven't heard the game previews yet. Uh, you know, big game, opening game, opening the season. So I'm excited to kind of Go through my game preview. They're back. We're so back. We're back, baby. We're back. It feels like that's it. a theme. That's a theme for this week. We're back. Uh, absolutely. Let's get to a little bit of LA Galaxy news because um, there's a lot of little LA Galaxy news. There's like 17 little things that we need to go <laughs> that tell the story of this week. Um, and this week was a very busy one, a lot busier than I expected it to be. So one of the things we talk about, uh, there was one homegrown signing at the uh, at the beginning of the week. Ramos Jr. was was in there. Uh, now you have uh, the second one that fell right after our podcast on a Tuesday. Uh, you had defender Harbor Miller as a homegrown player. Here's the crazy thing about this. And by the way, Harbor Miller is 16 years old, right? I mean, this is this is a young kid um, who's coming in from Fullerton, California. Uh you know, he showed some some good stuff in the preseason, which is great. And that's what you want to see. The weird thing, and I sort of had to get clarification for this, is how do I list these guys? Neither of these guys are senior team roster spots right now. That's the wrinkle right there. Right? Yep. They're, they're, I technically, it's, it's I don't even know how the mechanism works. It doesn't make sense to me because it's not like they're signed to first team. From what I can tell, they're not mm-hmm. signed to first team and then loaned down because that would have been stated sort of in this. It's like, oh, their first team contract, their major league soccer roster spot comes up next year 
And so it's almost like you're able to sign guys a year ahead and then give them an MLS roster spot the next year because they do not take up any of the 30 man rosters. Maybe it's a nuanced thing and I can get into it with, you know, uh, Will and everybody and sort of be like, okay, so technically, are you just loaning them down for the year? And that's what it is, because that's not what the. They, usually it says it in the in the paperwork and basically uh, it says uh, Miller who will occupy a homegrown player slot will play the 2024 MLX next pro season with the LA Galaxy 2 before being added to the Galaxy's MLS roster in 2025 that indicates that they are not on the MLS roster and that they're actually True. loaned down so just a, it's more a me thing I think than anything else but I just wanted to let you know if when you see a roster you're not going to see them on that roster because they're not a part of the 30 man roster but uh, you go back to how they performed in the preseason and how they looked. You saw them get minutes when, you know, minutes were for those, some of those fringe players were maybe a little bit harder to come by. You saw guys like Harbor Miller and Ramos Jr. kind of getting, getting those minutes. And so there was, that was a sign that they were trending in the right direction. To me, I think there's a very logical explanation on why they would do this almost like a early commitment, you know, to a college or something like that. We've seen, LA Galaxy Academy players find other avenues and travel overseas or find other, you know, pathways. And I think for someone who maybe has a lot of promise or a player that has a lot of potential, there's still the if they're not signed to a contract, there's still while well, the Galaxy are kind of, they're in the system, there's still that chance where someone else can swoop in or if you know the dollar signs are attractive somewhere else or an agent, you know, gets in talks with someone that they can travel somewhere else. So I think the idea that they're locked down, you are gonna be on the LA Galaxy in 2025. I think it's a shrewd move, it's a business move. Yeah, they're not gonna be on the roster this season, which you know, maybe it's a year too soon for those players anyway. You know, we've seen what happened with your, you know, uh, Johnny Perez's and, and Daniel Aguirre's and Efren Alvarez, they take a few years to get there. So it's okay that they're not going to be on the roster this year, even if they were on that, you know, 29 and 30 spot, but you're locking them in and kind of knowing that you have them and you don't have to worry about them being poached elsewhere. That to me feels like, uh, you know, a logical explanation on why they would make a move like this. Yeah, it feels that way. Um, certainly, you you look at that that sort of that addition there, and you're like, okay, this is sort of maybe this is making some sense and starting to put it. There's still question marks right now. We'll get into the roster here in a little bit after we talk about everybody who's come and gone and everything in between. But basically, uh, when you look at guys where perhaps the LA Galaxy might be signing the draft pick goalkeeper that they have because currently they only have two, and we'll tell you why they only have two. Um, you know, maybe Tucker Lepley makes the first team, and actually, when you look at the first team roster right now, it's actually pretty small overall yeah. um, it's not a not a giant <laughs> roster it's got shorter by two players today so uh, got longer by two players than shorter by two players so we're yeah. basically back where we started um, in the whole deal so uh, let me get to some super chats and then we'll talk about all the deals that went through in order to get uh, Joseph Paintsill officially announced uh, Lasso's Optimism by the way $5 super chat to start the show I think that was during the the intro that we got that one so thank you for that like Lasso it. always yeah. always like that um, yeah, Lasso's big in the chat big shout out yeah uh, Juan by the way $2 super chat super chat for Joey Fatone's flamingo shirt over there so there you go uh, you know what i'll take it i'll take being compared to joy fatone it could be a, you could do a lot worse you could do way worse way worse that's <laughs> the yeah, that's actually you know i would I, i'd be aspiring to that um chris by the way ten dollar super chat thank you for that chris uh with phil uncle phil or mr a as he's known uh, around the la galaxy with phil loosening the purse strings and not knowing if the two p's will contribute right away shouldn't we have re-signed boyd a proven goal scorer who knows mls then trade in the summer Listen, 
I'm I'm of the opinion that Tyler Boyd wanted a lot of money and that the LA Galaxy were like, we can, we're going to get somebody else for that money. So I wouldn't, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can go spend $20 million, um, you know, almost $20 million between two wingers and then decide that you want just Tyler Boyd to sit on the bench. Uh, it feels like there's there's depth, there's there's more depth there, although there's no depth anywhere right now. It sort of feels just a little <laughs> light everywhere, right? Um, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say that looking at what the possible depth chart could be and where your starters could be for this Sunday, uh, thinking if Peck can make it work or if Paintsville can, if they're actually going to show up and play, you think about who's starting right now. Your only starting winger is Fagundes and then maybe you have Gino Vivi on the other side. Tyler Boyd would sound really good to have on your roster right now, especially today. He was named man of the match in the CONCACAF Champions Cup with Nashville. So not surprising. It's one of those things when he moved. I did feel uneasy. I did not like the fact that he went. I understood why he went when you're bringing in, uh, you know, you're looking after two wingers who are going to take those starting positions. It's a redundancy to have a starting winger or starting quality winger in, in Tyler Boyd. So he'd be a luxury to have and you'd be paying a premium price for it. But I, I do wonder if this is one that may, you know, bite the galaxy back in the, in the well, rear of course end it because – it's it's you know you see how he's performing for Nashville. He had a great preseason. We talked about the Galaxy struggles in preseason. He had a great preseason with Nashville. He's already scoring goals in Nashville in the Concacaf Champions Cup. So he just you you just know he's going to have a good solid season for Nashville because he had a good solid season with the Galaxy last year. So that's one that you might regret it's, if it comes down to you know whatever the finances were. At some point, I understand. And we'll talk about it when we have the players that were released. You need to make up some of those salaries that, you know, it's a cap league. You need to have the players at the right amount and make sure that you're getting value for that. But at some point, if you're over overpaying and you have a surplus of goods, that's okay too. I, th- I think it's one of those things where uh, you don't want to have too many starters to where you're benching players and players are unhappy. But at the same time, if you have the, the ability to spend, why not carry three wingers and right. you're, you're interchangeable. And if player goes down and with schedule congestion, that would be very nice to have Tyler Boyd on the roster right now. In addition to paint. So Fagundes and Peck, that would, that'd be killer to be able to interchange those guys, keep them fresh, you know, use them as subs. So to me that I, I agree with that chat that it could be something that the galaxy regret later on. I understand why they made a move, but it, it just makes me a little bit uneasy. It, it's just, it, it's a matter of mixing and matching. And I don't know that Tyler Boyd would have been happy coming back, knowing that you're getting two starting wingers. I mean, I that's don't know the whole thing too. Yeah. I, he didn't, did he want to be a starter somewhere? And if this wasn't the spot, then that's the mutual, that's the mutual agreement, the mutual parting of ways type of deal. But, but you can't expect that you go spend, you know, tens, you know, tens, almost $20 million with two players. It's really about $20 million with the Yamani and, and, and the two uh, pack and paint and all that stuff. You can't spend close to $20 million and then say, well, I don't know if those guys are going to come good. Like they have to. And that's and Will has said that. Well, Koontz has said that. It's like you, your DPs have to show up. They have to perform. There's no tightrope. Yeah. Yeah. You, you either they either perform oh, Matt, or they sorry. Yeah. They, they either perform or they don't. And listen, you went out and spent the money on them. That that deal is done. I mean, you said it perfectly. We're in the honeymoon period now where everything is perfect. Nobody screwed up. I mean, we haven't even seen real peck and pencil play yet. Right. And it's like it's like one of those <laughs> yeah. things. It's like that. Well, as far as we're concerned, they're the best players that ever can ever, you know, touch the grass. Right. They haven't messed anything up yet. No, exactly. Right. Right. And so so you can you can sort of go in there and and see, you know, there's this optimism around it, but you you don't know how it's going to play. And ultimately, what looks like is happening and we'll talk about how it all sort of comes together here in a second. um, What looks like is happening is that 
they're going to be able to have some space to do some things in the summertime whenever they've realized then what works, what doesn't work, what you need, what you don't need, right? Yeah. Because you can spend now and you're guessing on what you're going to need. Um, I, you know, I'm concerned with, with just the lack of bodies overall, because, uh, you know, a 20 man roster is your, is your starting lineup, right? Or your starting roster, your game day roster is 20 men. There would be 18 or 20, 20 now it's 20. Okay. Yeah. MLS. I, I read all the new roster rules that came out again, just to double check everything, but it's 20. So it's 20 okay. men, 20 men roster. That means there are, th- that means that right now there are three guys who don't get to dress. That's it. There's three. There's a, there's a 30 man total roster. The galaxy have 23 and they can get all the way up to 27. Wouldn't be surprised if you see Lepley signed. Wouldn't be surprised if you see, you know, the, the goalkeeper who they got from the draft who I can't remember his name right now. Right. Like, you know, it's like some of those are going to get signed because they're going to need guys. And then if they want need to, they can always loan those guys back down. Right. And, and that type of thing. So, um, really interesting to see where the galaxy's full roster sort of comes out and they don't have to, they don't have to make any of those signings right now. They can actually wait a little bit. They don't have it feels to, like they're going to do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to put Lepley there, there's no roster freeze. It's a roster compliance date and the LA galaxy had to be roster compliant by tomorrow. And they, by all intents and purposes, as far as I can tell, they will be roster compliant. Although we'll talk about uh, some of that and why it happened. One of the moves that happened just before Joseph Paintsel was official was the LA galaxy going out and acquiring two. That's right. Two 2024 international sl- roster slots from the new England revolution. Caleb Porter, Kurt Alfa over there in new England saying, we don't need the roster spot, uh, those international <laughs> roster slots, um, which is a very new England thing to say, by the way, that's uh, that seems like that happened, you know, so many times, like you could go there or you could go to Nashville was the other place that you used to be able to get international slots anytime you needed. Yeah, it was pre Bruce and now post Bruce <laughs> is that the, the, the international slot haven. Yeah, it's a uh, it's, it's certainly an interesting one. Um, and so the LA Galaxy get them. So three hundred fifty thousand that puts each of those slots at one hundred seventy five thousand dollars a piece, which is right in the sweet spot of where yep. I generally think that if you get a steal and a half, which I haven't seen any, I don't think go this low this year um, at for one hundred fifty is like the steal. Right. Yeah. And then I, I was I was looking around after this happened. I think 250 is kind of the going rate. 200 I've seen it go for as well. So 175, that's deal ish. You know, it's it's you know, you, you bought two. So I think that's probably where you're able to get the bargain, you know, buy one, get one, you know, 30 percent off or whatever it is. That seems to be whatever the bargain was that they got there. But 175 for an international slot. We talk about the galaxy kind of getting hosed with international slots and that misconception that may be out there. But 175 for an international slot seems worth it. Perfect. Perfectly reasonable. I mean, I always say they're about one 175 to 220 is the range that I think they are. Um, it was funny because I actually got quizzed by somebody at the Galaxy. They're like, well, how much how much do you think they're worth? I'm like, oh, 175, 220. Yeah, that's about right. OK, good. Glad <laughs> glad I passed that test. I do pay inflation. attention. Yeah, with inflation, it's 250. Of course. Yeah. You know, we haven't seen inflation hit MLS. MLS like, yet. yeah, I, I haven't seen that. Because it's not real money. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's fake. You're absolutely right. 100 uh, percent. Then the LA Galaxy get to the announcement that we've all been waiting for. Now, again, he was seen, I think, right after our show on Thursday, he was seen in LA. There was photos of him out by the the, the field. I mean, this was this was all pointed in that direction. Uh, on I believe Wednesday was the was the final announcement there, and they say that Joseph Paintsell is an LA Galaxy player. They got to tease it a little bit on Tuesday. It was nice. There was a good build up. Everything sort of went the way that they wanted it to, uh, and then they got this wonderful, wonderful uh, little Joseph Paintsell uh, music by Joseph Paintsell, a uh, little release video little here that I can't, yeah, yeah that. that I probably can't play too much of before we get uh, absolutely demonetized for this, um, but. 
Uh, you also had Joseph Paintsell out here uh, saying hello to everybody and got man a few words. But he, you know what? He's he's locked in. He doesn't need to. You can sort of see. I, I think he really uh, seeing. Did you see the latest episode of Our Galaxy before that, that came out today? Um, I did not. I saw the episode. I saw the first two, but I saw that episode three came out. But unfortunately, I did not have time to watch it. But those it, have those have been great. Is it wrong that I want them to be like an hour long each time? Like, you know, it's sort of, you know, backstage galaxy, you, you know, moments oh, there, you know, it's, that's show business. Always leave you wanting more. Hey, right? I you don't want to, you don't want an hour episode. Like, like we're about to put on an hour and a half right. of content right oh, yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I like to point out that when uh, Jared Dubois and I first started the show, we were like 30 minutes in out, get done. Somehow that now we go to 90 minutes on a, on a regular basis yeah. during, yeah. The, now, during the now there's there's original music there's talking about you know what we had for lunch there's you know talking about Joe our our, our DP's music list Spotify so yeah things things are <laughs> have escalated in a different direction really got out of hand so uh, Joseph uh, Paintsell now and LA Galaxy player um, they came in uh, just just some of the stuff that sort of came in here uh, but basically the LA Galaxy announced the club has signed forward to a four-year contract through the end of 2027 MLS season uh, he'll enter, he'll occupy the international roster slot and be added to the Galaxy roster pending the receipt of his P1 visa now there uh, I heard that he was out training today that's that was the rumors going around and I wouldn't be surprised if he was you know Peck was out there now here's the deal uh and we can sort of talk about both of these in tandem uh gabriel pet coming into lax last night and was met by some fans and got the uh the la galaxy treatment um so he's now in as well i imagine he was training as well here's the thing though we know that gabriel peck came in on his p1 visa we know that when in order for him to come in he came in on his p1 visa so he is here ready to play which means that he should oh, should I be available on sunday yeah so that's why they were waiting they were doing it that way there's two ways you can do it and i think we mm -hmm. talked about it on Monday, but one is that you do all the paperwork and basically you apply for the P1 visa. You go to the uh, U.S. consulate and you have your interview and then they stamp your with the P1 visa and they say, OK, you're all good. And then you come in and you enter on the P1 visa. The other way is the harder way, but it's faster if you can get it done, which is you come in on like a tourist visa, right? You come in on a tourist visa and then you convert that tourist visa to a P1 visa. And that's what the L.A. Galaxy are trying to do with Paintsel. So he's here. But technically, he can't work, which means he's not really training. He's, I'm sure he was training off to the side by himself. Yeah. He wasn't doing well, it's one yet. of those. That's why you don't see photos come out. Is It's kind of like the Chicharito <laughs> scoring in the preseason. Does that really happen if he's not technically right. cleared to play? So it's one of those things where, you know, I'm sure these guys are out there. If they're here, they're in game form. You know, uh, uh, Pinto was playing with Ghana at the African Cup of Nations. He was, yeah, Peck he was playing, playing with Genk. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he was playing with Gink, you yeah. know, as last recently week. as this last, last week. He was training with the team. Uh, so I, I don't worry about, uh, you know, rust being an issue with these players. They're coming in form. They're ready to play. So I think it's just a matter of getting that visa. And if they're ready, you, you plug them in. I don't think even – I know you were mentioning with Kevin on Monday, you know, is chemistry an issue? I think when you bring in players with – $20 million worth of transfer fees. Right. The expectation is they can probably adapt and figure it out uh, on the fly. So if they're available, I they, imagine that they they'll play. play. Yeah. And yeah. so now, now it's sort of the race against the clock. I did. I, I didn't ask for an update today. Uh, the LA galaxy actually holding a press conference tomorrow on Friday around noon or so um, to formally introduce both Paintsel and, and Peck. And so um, uh, if I can break away, I'm going to go down there. So that way I can then ask all the questions. But uh, my understanding is that Peck came in on his P1, so he should be available to play. That was the one that was always sort of more in the works. They had a little more time to do it. The uh, the Paintsel one is a harder one just because now they're trying to convert it. Uh, the 
it seems like Monday and it being a holiday probably didn't help that. Like they're probably going to be one day short. That's what it always feels like. You're going to be one day short. So I don't know that pencil, if they pull it off, uh, they have to basically, I think pull it off by tomorrow. Cause I don't think you're going to get anything done on Saturday. So it would have to be pulled off by Friday. Um, and so we can talk about that uh, at the press conference and ask and sort of see where it is. My guess is this was always the long shot. Like this was the 25% chance that it was going to work, but it was worth trying and, and getting it done. Um, but he should be then available for the next game is is, okay. is the likelihood, right? So yeah. it's it's always funny. Someone mentioned that for you where I don't know if it was in Discord or somewhere where if it's like a passport situation where it's normally eight to nine weeks. But if you pay the ex- expedited fee, we can have this for you in a couple hours. It's like, how does that work? How can I, <laughs> it, it's Kate, you're capable of doing this in a couple hours, right. but for whatever reason, it takes eight to nine weeks. So it's one of those things. Do they know a guy who knows a guy who could make it happen, who can, you know, run it across right. to whatever paperwork or stamp needs to be done or, or, you know, open the drawer that has a special stamp on a Saturday if they need to get in and figure that out. It's always interesting and fascinating. The, the minutia and the paperwork that it now comes down to in these final stages after millions and millions of dollars and negotiations, it comes down to paperwork being the thing that holds a player up uh, from making their debut in front of, again, you know, thousands of fans there on opening day. Uh, David, $5 super chat. I wonder what the galaxy players are feeling facing Messi on Sunday. Are they nervous, excited or scared? Yes. Um, but that's the, that's the <laughs> beginning of any season, right? There's apprehension. I think Greg Vanny said it in that episode of, uh, of our galaxy, which by the way, is such a great, little thing i just i just want to pump that up again i don't want to i don't want to just gloss over this it's a great little show and i i think that's will misselbrook was was putting that together and sort of spearheading that and it hits all the right notes at exactly the right time like it is it is right where it should be and you get to watch it um, and it doesn't feel like they're pulling any punches it doesn't feel like you're getting just you know oh it's just the normal hey whenever you know greg vanny talks to me we get the coaches talk and all that stuff no it seems like it's it's there and they're locked in so i don't know i like it um, you, you know what it's reminiscent of after the spectrum deal was first signed it was backstage galaxy it's very backstage galaxy ish just you know, modernized and, and kind of with better camera work and a right. little, little more polished to it. It, it feels uh, that than, way. than maybe your basic, uh, spectrum, uh, I, spectrum channel. What, I was once, was. I was once on backstage galaxy. That's how I, that, that's how I found out about the show there was goes. watching you on backstage galaxy. See, fun fact. Uh, so David, the answer is they're apprehensive. There's excitement. It's they're ready to kick people though. Really? They yeah. really, they well, really want to kick people. I didn't know if you said this intentionally, but are they feeling nervous uh, excited or scared. And you said, yes. And I think the answer is yes. yes. All of those things, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think if you're not nervous about a home opener or playing against someone of the caliber is messy, then you probably should check your pulse because you're not living. Uh, but scared, I don't scared is the only one where, you know, these are professional athletes. Right. These are the moments you live for. I think you talk, we've talked about Yoshida and Caceres who have <laughs> been on the world's biggest stage. They faced someone like that. Someone like Julianade, who's, you know, on the Argentine national team, picture so he's someone who's probably very excited to kind of you know get and make his stamp uh, against Messi and those players so I, I think there's leaning more towards the excitement side right uh, than the scared part but you know nerves are you know if, you, if you're not nervous then uh, you're not alive in my opinion yeah uh, you have to you have to be excited but you know mm-hmm. I was excited before I play yeah you know, I was excited before we started this podcast I was excited nervous I was like oh man we got let's I rehearsed it I practiced it did the whole thing still screwed some stuff up so see uh, you know, there's some nerves and everything that you do. So um, certainly on that part. So we've seen that. And let's get to some more. We have some more super chats. I don't want to go by. But they're, they're they're flying in. Tonight. I know. But I also want to shout out Brenda um, because Brenda says can't wait for Sunday's game showing up 30 weeks, 38 weeks pregnant. 
So wow. uh, it sounds like we're going to have a, a Ricky Poosh baby. Um, just remember, name him Ricky. <laughs> if you go into labor at the, at the it's Ricky. If the, or, if the or, celebrations are, 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 are fancy enough. 38 but, eight weeks pregnant. Big shout out. That's yeah, going to be a lot of fun. That's, that's dedication. You can't miss the home opener against Lionel Messi. I totally get why you have to be there. Even 38 weeks pregnant. And you get to say, hey, you were at that game whenever uh, the baby comes up. That, you attended this game. You were there. You, you were, were there. there, right? The whole deal. <laughs> um, I, is it the same as Disneyland? If you give birth inside, you know, this is a total myth, by the way, but people say like, if you give birth inside Disneyland, they give you tickets for, for life. That type, do you think if you give birth inside the diggity? I saw, I saw uh, something that people actually like intentionally try to make yes, that happen. Yes. And then they found out that it's, it's, not, it's real. not true. No, yeah. it's not real. We don't want to perpetuate that. Um, but I didn't know if that, maybe the digs it is. Maybe if you give birth inside the digs, I'll have <laughs> yes. to ask out. Maybe hey, you get a homegrown contract. That's, hey, Kevin Acevedo, can point. you can you check into that one for me? <laughs> Want to know what the what the law is regarding giving birth inside Dignity Health Sports Park? Uh, Lucio, shout out to Kevin also. Be, yeah, you know, a, a TV appearance for Kevin on Monday Night Raw, <laughs> which was at the uh, the Honda Center. So yeah, shout out to Kevin. I it, acknowledge in the you. new Galaxy kit. In the new yeah. Galaxy kit, do towing that company line the way he's supposed to. Uh, Lucio, twenty dollars super chat. Uh, Papusa money for the home opener. Excited for Sunday. We'll be watching from my couch. We'll catch this episode tomorrow morning. Just dropped in. Just threw twenty on the, just threw a twenty on the counter and said thank you. <laughs> see you later. That's you know? a move uh, that if you go to some establishments, that's a that's a boss move. Throwing the twenty and then walking away. That's a that's the move right there. Uh, Tim five dollars super chat. Hey Josh, hi Hammer. Who's better? Is, who who's the better is the two of the two right now? Who's going to be better in the future? Thanks guys. Let's go. I think he's talking about pencil and and, <laughs> and Peck. Well, hopefully he wasn't talking about us. No, yeah. because neither of us are better or or <laughs> or in the future. Um. I would think that you would think Paintsel at 26 years old and more in his prime and what right he's now. been doing. Mm-hmm. He's the better player. He has speed. He has the ability to get him behind. Um, he has the ability to take people on. Heard Greg Vanny talking about him again. Um, you know, Tom Bogart was really high on this as well. Whenever we talked to him at, at, uh, at Coachella. Um, and so for me, it's going to be Paintsel, which is it's sort of like if you could have if the pick of the two that you would like to start with, you probably want Paintsel available because he brings mm-hmm. a dynamic that Quite honestly, the Galaxy haven't had in preseason either. So that's the adjustment period for me. When are they going to find him deep? When are they going to find him back behind places? When are they going to find him, um, you know, in the dangerous areas? And then watching him sort of get used to taking people on and whether or not Aude goes up and runs around the outside in order to open up space or does Aude stay put because Paintsel is dynamic enough to be able to create the space himself. There's a lot of like little things that you want to watch and see how they play. I imagine that's what they're trying to figure out right now. And um you know, I don't think for either of these guys, I don't think there's a language barrier issue. Peck, um, I think that there's plenty. Spanish and Portuguese is close enough that close usually, enough. Yeah, you that can get away with you it. can get away with it. Uh, Pencil seems like he speaks great English. And so I, it doesn't look like there's going to be any issues with any of that stuff. So um, I'm not concerned about that. Just concerned about the overall thing. But if you watched any game that perhaps was played on Wednesday and we'll talk about it here uh, in a little bit. Things are not firing on all cylinders for any team right now, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. You know, it feels yeah. it feels like you're not quite there uh, for it. Uh, <laughs> Scott, by the way, twenty dollars super chat. Thank you, Scott. By the way, your twentieth super chat, Scott. We wow. certainly Big appreciate you, Scott. Uh, he was early in the chat as well, even before the show started. Yeah, I was going to say happy game week. He's the twenty for the twentieth. Love the show, Josh and Eric. Oh, see, oh, it's awesome. it. I think he I love. Lo- it. I think he loves me more though. I was just that's fair. Okay, totally get it. <laughs> also, want to go back to Tim's question about yes. who's better. 
right now and then who's going to be better in the future. I like the way that was couched because it's almost perfectly, you know, right now I think Paintsville is the better player. But when you watch Peck play, he has that dazzle factor. And so I think Peck is someone who has the potential to be better over the course of his career. To me, Paintsville is a man right now, and that's the person who his directness and strength of play, that's someone who I think is going to be more effective and direct. But Peck has a little bit more finesse to him, and you would expect that with kind of the Brazilian flair that comes along with it. So it reminds me, and I don't know if I'm going to lose people with this football reference, but back when USC was in their heyday, they had Reggie Bush and Lindale White, the thunder and lightning. So I think that's kind of what Paintsell is going to be. Paintsell is going to be, you know, the thunder, and then Peck's going to be the lightning that kind of goes in between. So I think they they complement each other well. And so as far as where they're at right now, I think that was a great way to kind of pose uh, where they're going and where where they are now and where they can go in the future. The thunder and the lightning. The thunder, thunder and, and lightning. lightning. I love, oh, it. I love okay. it. Pull the double piece. Yeah, we'll get it. Get it rock and roll. Now, now P cubed across that uh, midfield. <laughs> if if we're talking about now in general terms of what the starting lineup and what you see with Paintsell, with Peck, with Pooj, with uh, Yovelich. We're going to try to say it correctly now because he, oh, okay. he, 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 went, he talked to Kevin and Kevin got him to say exactly how you say it and it's each at the end, not itch. Each. Okay, okay? Yovelich. Um, so Dayon Yovelich, uh, you know, you put him in there. That's the question mark. Certainly out is a question mark. Um, I see a lot of people really questioning the defense and I'm like, you have Kasaris and, and, uh, and Yoshida, and then you put Yamane in there and at 30 years old as a right back to me, anything like 28, 29, 30 is still prime for a defender. Because def- I don't know, you watch Ashley Cole play de- defense yeah. his whole life, and you can sort of be like, "Oh, well, I guess Prime is thirty-six, you know, in in how he plays." Uh, for Yamani, I'm just not as concerned about the age, and probably I'm not concerned about the age as everybody who's focused on that because Jalen Neal is supposed to eventually come back, and then you work him into that. So you go from being a really old mid uh, set center backs to, to having a, an older or more experience with a younger. And that's sort of a good combination that I think that's, you want. And everybody's that's happy. Answer. Yeah. So I'm just not, I just can't get that worked up about it. Plus Kosteris is an excellent defender. Yoshida is an excellent defender. You put them together. I imagine they're going to be able to figure out how to play some defense and lucky for them. They get to go up against one of the hardest guys to keep off the ball yeah. and keep out of the back of that and messy. But I'm just I'm more concerned about the and if if they are actually concerned, I'm not concerned about the in-game play. I'm concerned about the age that relates to injuries and everything else. That's what you should be concerned about. That's what I wanted to mention in terms of the why the age shouldn't you worry you because you look at where Yamane was coming from and the amount of minutes and starts that he got. It's not like he missed tons of time to injury and I'm going to knock on wood, biggest piece of wood that I have around this. Same with Yoshida. Yoshida is not someone who has been plagued by injuries where he went. And up until last season, that was true of Caceres as well. Caceres was an Ironman uh, for the longest time, you know, in Europe and where he, where he played and played for Ur- Uruguay. You know, he was so consistent for them in the back. The injury that he had last season was a bump of knees. It was a, a collision. It was kind of a freak accident. It wasn't a fatigue injury or a muscle injury. So it's not one of those where you can say that Caceres is, is an injury, uh, you know, risk. So you look back at the history of those specific players, and I, while they are older and that's that can't be denied – I do think that the experience and the amount of minutes and how consistent they've been uh, over their careers, it's, it's a good thing. So I think uh, I'm, I'm with you that the age doesn't concern me as much. But I also think that there's room to make those changes because, you know, with the departures that happen, you went from having 
uh, you know, a lot of depth when even maybe you weren't happy with the depth to where now you're a little bit, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot thinner, especially with Neil not being back and that being something that type of injury is one that is nagging. And so you hope that that's not something that continues. So he's not going to be available in the immediate future. So maybe you do think about bringing in some other options uh, to kind of strengthen up or, you know, youthen up that back line. Yeah. And, and I think that a word youthen. Yeah. Euthanasia. Okay. That's what I've heard. Yeah. That's where my brain. Was I'm like, what are, I, I was, it took me forever to realize what euthanasia actually was. I just thought they were talking about children in Asia. I had no, <laughs> I had no idea. Um, I'm not that smart. Uh, the LA galaxy also went out and before we get to the roster, I want to say it, they light up LA. They had SoFi stadium lit up. They had the, the angel stadium in Anaheim lit up. It's okay. It's okay. I, I, I like doing this to make people mad because God, there were a lot of people who were really upset that the angels, how dare they, support the LA galaxy. You listen, LA galaxy fans take anybody who wants to jump on your bandwagon right now. Okay. I don't care if the galaxy paid them off or whatever. Just be like, (laughs) hop on. We're there. I don't care if there's people in the Bay area who are like, Hey, yeah, I want to be with the LA galaxy. I don't care if there's people in Phoenix who want to, if it does not matter, LA is whatever you make it. And the larger it is, (laughs) the more inclusive it is, the better it off is, is for LA galaxy fans. Just go with it. Just roll with it. Yeah. I'm not an Angels fan, but I'm not mad at this either. No. It's a, it's not like they're, you know, you, to your point, it's not the San Francisco Angels. It's not the San Diego Angels. Even San Diego would probably right. get away with I'm, it. But you know, they're in the greater L.A. area. So I think that's fair. Same thing with the Ducks. You may not be a Ducks fan, but they're in the vicinity. I think it's okay that you could support each other. It's it's okay. We can we can be on their billboard. We can support each other. Even I think when they made the playoffs, uh, you know, the Galaxy always, you know, give a – you know, good luck on opening day or good luck on, on playoffs, all those fun Yo, things. Yoshida so. threw out the first pitch at, at, at an Angels game. All right. So go. that's all that's all you need to know. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Um, so that was it. Now let's talk about the roster getting a little bit lighter, Eric, because these were listen, I don't think these were surprising. I do not. I do not think they were surprising. We talked about Jonathan Bond. We talked about how how poor Chris Mavinga was in the preseason. We've been telling you sort of what things. I was surprised Jonathan Bond lasted this long. So let's go through it. Um, the LA Galaxy uh, placed defender Chris Mavinga on waivers. All right. That came on Wednesday. Now, um, the Mavinga thing. Let's talk about that first, because this is this is one of those things where it's a little people need to understand. The LA Galaxy currently have zero cap relief from Chris Mavinga being placed on waivers. That's the first thing you need to understand. Technically, there's a 48 hour waiver period. If anybody wants to pick him up, they can go ahead and put in bids for how much they want to pick him up for. All right. And then if you want to pick him up for the full amount, you could do that. You could say, hey, I'll pick him up for the full amount. Basically, the idea is whoever bids the most gets that. But it also goes in terms of order. So if you had the first pick, Eric, and I had the second pick and, uh, you know, I said, oh, one dollar, Bob. Yeah, one dollar. Yeah. So you bet one dollar and I said two dollars. They're going to go there and say, OK, Eric, you get first pick and you bet a dollar. But Josh had the second pick and he bet two dollars. And so his bid is higher than yours. And so then he gets to sort of he gets to take it right. Um, that's, that's the first part of this, by the way, is also like full amount, which is like, everybody's, you can take whatever you like, just you're taking them at his current contract rate, right? That's the whole thing. After these 48 hours expire, which we expect that they will without anybody picking him up. Um, what it does is basically he becomes a free agent. Um, and then he's able to sign with anybody in the league. Now, this is still within the league though, because technically he still has a league contract. Remember all contracts are held by the league. So technically he still has a league contract. The galaxy are on the hook for his entire salary until somebody picks him up. 
Then if you're smart, what you do, if you're somebody who, who's going to pick them up is you realize nobody's taking them, but you do need a defender and you're thinking about it. You put them on senior minimum at 86,000, you know, 90,000, whatever it is um, there. And the galaxy are responsible for paying the rest of that. Okay. So there is probably some cap relief here, but in terms of what it could be, um, we won't know. And, you know, it'll be difficult for us to find that out anyway. Um, yeah. So so just keep that in mind. Here's the other thing, because I talked, I had some conversations about Mavinga whenever it went down, just wanted to understand all the mechanisms. The Galaxy could still buy him out as well. And so they could put, they could go into the buyout, which would then release his full cap hit from hitting the LA Galaxy's bottom line. So right now we don't know Mavinga and what's going to happen with the cap hit. But um, what, what were you going to say? I was just going to say this. It's an addition by subtraction move. And so I understand the the you know business side of it where if other teams are going to bid, you're, the Galaxy is going to pick up some of the salary. It's not like someone doesn't get released and then you say, oh, yeah, we'll pay full price. You know, especially with his contract being near a million dollars, I don't, I don't imagine another club coming in for a depth piece. You it's, know, it's not, it's player. not that high. It's not that high. Uh, okay, Mavinga is. Uh, oh, I, I put him on the other list. Was it eight hundred? No, no, it's, it's not even that much. I, like we, we talked about Mavinga and what is it? So he's four fifty two. So okay, yeah, it's but not. Still, that, you know, it's not cheap either. No, no, but. If somebody could pick up half of that, though, then the Galaxy could knock half of that off their cap. I mean, it's not a horrible deal in, in how it is. And I think that's why they went this this route um, whenever right. you look at it. So so that that's where you go that you don't those MLSPA numbers, not always 100 percent accurate. So you got to go go with that as well. But the the interesting thing with it is whatever the Galaxy pay to not have him on the roster, given how the performances that he put in last season and some of the absolute just, you know, shockers that he had and given, you know, the, how he didn't quite look right in the preseason, there's no amount of money that you would say, you know, Hey, he's worth it at this price or worth it at that price. If he was getting paid league minimum, which we know there are some other players on our roster who are maybe getting that, maybe you can justify it. But whenever you're paying, you know, over two fifty or, or 400,000 for a player and they're not one of your starters and, you know, they're almost a detriment to the team, then that's worth whatever that cost is to make sure that they're not on your roster. Right. You're, you're that much lighter. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have the liability piece of it. And so I think that peace of mind, regardless of whatever happens with whatever the galaxy have to pick up, I think, you know, that you're not going to have to worry about the liability that, you know, he had become, um, you know, for the galaxy over the last you know, season and a half. And it's, it's really unfortunate because I imagine someone like Greg Vanny who had won with him in Toronto and had seen him at the peak of his powers. It's tough to see someone, Hey, why isn't this, why isn't this working? Why isn't this right. person, this isn't the same guy, you know, who, who I used to work with. So that probably gets a little bit tricky and it's, he's probably the last one to see that as his coach, as to someone who's seen him reach those heights. But I think we all kind of saw that it was time to move on from, from Chris Mavinga. So uh, Mavinga goes away, and then the one that got announced today, uh, which was, by the way, somebody in our Discord goes, hey, Josh, have you heard anything about Jonathan Bond moving? Somebody I know said that he's going to he's gonna leave. And I was like, no, I haven't seen that rumor. And then they announced it like five minutes later. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting time. I was actually trying to figure out what was going on with that, and they announced uh, 
uh, announced everything. I was Did like, you okay. track down who that was? They they had some good intel. They had there. some good intel, exactly. Uh, the LA Galaxy agreed to part ways, mutually part ways with uh, goalkeeper Jonathan Bond. Jonathan Bond, second all-time in appearances for the LA Galaxy. Um, Bond said, it's been an honor and a privilege to represent this great club for three years. Thank you to my teammates, my coaches, and of course the fans for welcoming me in as one of your own. Special thanks to Greg and Will for the incredible opportunity. I wish everyone at the club a successful season. Jonathan Bond on his way out. Um, this is one that absolutely clears up salary cap immediately. Yeah. Um, and Jonathan Bond uh, was in there at 475,000, probably close on the cap and then up 525 on the guaranteed salary. So that the LA Galaxy get back immediately doesn't free up an international slot because Jonathan Bond was a dual citizen. So that didn't happen uh, with Mavinga. It does free up an international slot, but I'm going to go over the international slots here in a second and tell you how that all plays out uh, because I want to make sure I correct the record and get everything correct. Um, so Jonathan Bond on the way out. Now we talked on this show multiple times about whenever you go out and you get somebody like John McCarthy, that you are putting pressure on somebody like Jonathan Bond. And uh, the idea, I think, was to shop Jonathan Bond in this in this preseason and sort of be like, okay, let's see if we can find some a place for you to go. Let's see, you know, basically people are like, what's wrong with them, blah, 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 the whole deal, because you can't really shop. You can't be like, oh, this guy's for sale. Well, like, why don't you want him? You know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do, right? What's wrong with them? Yeah, yeah. what's under the hood? Yeah, right. And so I think that they were trying to play this out. Uh, eventually, I think what happened, I we talked about this on Monday's show, looking at the game, looking at the starters, looking at who played in that last game. It was John McCarthy. It was uh, Novak Michovic. And that, to me, signaled that something had changed. Uh, and, and my guess is that what had changed is Greg Vanny went in and he saw how everybody was playing and saying, you know, I think what a lot of us were saying, which is Jonathan, John McCarthy seems like he's at least equal to everybody who's out there right now. Mm -hmm. So is there a chance to save some salary cap or other things here? And if you make John McCarthy the starter, I, I think I said this, but it was always in the back of my head if I didn't say it, which was. Jonathan Bond doesn't want to be a not starter. Like that's not, yeah. that's not going to happen either. So you can't sit there and say, Jonathan Bond, we want you. If you weren't going to be the first goalkeeper, because we thought it was going to be Mitrovic and Nova Mitrovic and, and then, Bond. and then, and yeah, and then a B right. We, we knew one was going to be a one and one was going to be a two. And we thought Mitrovic would be the one just because they spent a lot of money on him. Uh, I have contract details for that, by the way, which haven't been released. So that'll be breaking news here in a second. Um, so Mitrovic comes in uh, and you're like, you spent a lot of money on him then you're going to want to play him. And if you're going to make him the one, the bond isn't going to be the two. McCarthy came in to be the two for sure was going to be at least be the two. And that's why you brought him in. So then what does that make bond your three? Well, three's not going to work. So what's going to happen is eventually he's going to move. And so uh, Jonathan bond goes, um, and, uh, now he is a free agent able to go wherever he wants to go. Uh, I'll, I'll say this from a personal side, just talking to him on a regular basis at, yeah. after things, such a nice guy. So great. Always talk to us, wins, losses, always had good things to talk about. Never was, never was angry, never got snippy, always had just, uh, you know, for the most part, a smile on his face when he was supposed to have a smile and the correct, uh, disposition after a loss. Uh, so that way you could talk to him as well. Such a great, great guy. And I know there's a lot of fans who are going to miss him because he's, he's he was really yep. nice to the fans. Great guy. Um, yep. You know, whatever the soccer playing thing is, just remember <laughs> these guys are people and that guy's a great guy. So uh, <laughs> I'm sad to see him go in, in that in that respect. That's always the hardest part about, you know, getting that emotional attachment to these players and understanding that form is a thing. And so as much as, as uh, you know, hot figuratively and literally people were for bond when he first arrived, 
uh, you know, and how well he played and really showed himself well and became kind of a fan favorite. When that fell off, then, you know, that uneasiness kind of followed with afterward. But you're right. You know, he seemed like a good dude and was, you know, really part of the club. And when you talk about celebrating wins and playing for the badge and whatever that means, he had that. And so I think that's something where, you know, you see this parting of ways. It is one of those things that makes you a little bit sad, even if there were kind of question marks in terms of what the play was going. We read a little bit of the tea leaves on terms of when they had the kind of the we'll call it the C lineup that they had a lot of the academy players. Bond was in that lineup yep. with a lot of those maybe if you would call them third string or wherever, you know, further down the depth chart players. He was on that lineup. So that made you kind of raise a little eyebrow as far as why is he playing with this unit? And then to the point of, you know, bringing in McCarthy and the amount of money that they spent for Michovic and going to the Mavinga point, you know, whatever salary you're paying to kind of figure that out, if they're not going to be your starter, where can you cut costs and make that work? Where with Bond, where he was in terms of lining up with McCarthy and Michovic for what you're paying him and the trade off that you get, whatever that difference is in salary, if there's not that big of a difference of the on the field play, but there's a big difference in terms of what salary relief you can get and moves that you can make in the summer and further down the line, then I think it is a shrewd move and it makes business sense. So all this to say a lot of the moves that the galaxy have been making are more, you know, kind of business, uh, you know, business, business first. And I think that's something I saw, I forgot who mentioned it, but someone mentioned, you know, <laughs> the client era, the long contracts and having, well, we're stuck with this player for another four years We're we're stuck with this player because it's a contract and this and that you see the front office now figuring out ways to offload players where maybe their best time they're behind us, but we're not locked into it. We're not tied into it. And right. so the thing that I like to see about bond and the way I get a little bit of that Tyler Boyd vibe, where I feel a little bit uneasy. I feel afraid that he's going to go somewhere and kind of reinvigorate himself and have some success. Um, I do imagine that wherever the mutual parting of ways piece kind of gives you a clue that he probably has a landing point. He, it I think he's going to do fine. He said, yeah. I think he's going to go somewhere. And so the galaxy get to, you know, chop him and set, have him go find greener pasture somewhere else. But they also get to kind of, get the benefit of releasing him. So uh, a, a sad day to let bond go because I, I really, he had, he had his moments, you know, right. <laughs> where, you know, he looked really good and had those big stops and really, you know, made himself a fan favorite. So it is sad to see him go. Yeah, uh, of course. Never, never fun for any of this stuff. Um, and, and certainly a fan favorite in a lot of ways, but now they move on. The galaxy now means that they're going to start. They're going to have a new starting goalkeeper for the start of the season. Uh, I put a poll out on Twitter. Who would you want starting? Do you want McCarthy? You want Michovic? It was about 75, 25 in terms of McCarthy. And that's where I would expect that to go uh, mm-hmm. right now as well. Uh, the experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more super chats. Uh, Lewis, Luis, sorry, uh, $2 super chat. Uh, let's see. Sicken Eric. It's Sicken Eric Designs. Uh, $2 super chat. Hi. Hi. Hi, right back. See, we can do that. <laughs> there we go. Good uh, name. Uh, Travis, uh, $15 super chat. Thank you for that, Travis. Uh, can I get more spreadsheets? Travis, you ask. I shall give <laughs> you everything you need. The LA Galaxy's roster as it stands right now. 23 roster spots filled out of 30 total. All right. Again. 30 total the galaxy have 23 filled. They had 25. Then bond goes away. Mavinga goes away and away. Everything goes um, also on that list right now. Miki Amane, Gabriel Peck, Joseph Paintsill, right? So you have everybody who's, who's sort of lined up your roster as it sounds stands right now. Puj, Brugman, Fagundes, Yoshida, Delgado, Yovelich, Caceres, Aude, 
uh, Jonathan Perez, Cerillo, Fercranis, Neil, Cuevas, Aguirre, Zavaleta, Michovic, Vivi, Barry, Nelson, McCarthy, Yamane, Peck, and Paintsville. Those are your 23 players. Again, a 20-man roster is what you get to sign up for every game. The LA Galaxy will have three guys who don't... Does it, like, do you feel bad that there's only three guys? <laughs> I was like, going to say, do we get to pick three? Right. Um, Vivi... No, Vivi might even be on the... Might be I think on he that. has to yeah. be for this opening game, for sure. Um, yeah. It might be It might be one of the center... Well, Neil. Neil was injured, so he's, he's mm. probably not. So there's one. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got two, so we need two more. We Perez. need two more. Is Perez. Perez the one that see the odd man out? Could be, but he he was okay. For Kranis hasn't been seen a lot of time, so for Kranis could be one of the ones that that's could out. Could be two probably. Yep. But with Mavinga gone, do you need that? You need Zavaleta, backup. and then yeah. Neil is injured, so would for Kranis get the start? I think get, so. get the I bench next the bump, to Zavaleta. Yeah. There you go. See, I I don't even know. Greg Vanny must have. You know, this is why Greg Vanny gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> I uh, say you dress them all. You don't tell them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, you never know. Always keep them guessing. That's right. I like it. Uh, as it stands right now, and I checked this against the league's website uh, as well. Fifteen players have now departed the LA Galaxy. Remember a thirty-man roster from last year? Half of them are gone. That's that's just just reminder. You said we weren't rebuilding. That's right, uh, rebuilding <laughs> slowly, surely. Let's talk about international slots because definitely confusing. And I went back and wanted to make sure I got this a hundred percent correct. Uh, I then uh, talked to some people and made sure that I had it correct. Uh, the LA Galaxy get eight. Every team gets eight to start the season, and then you get to purchase them. I have found three purchases. Uh, one of the ones that you may be confused about is in the Nashville deal. Uh, whenever Tyler Boyd went, the LA Galaxy actually got two spots from Nashville, but only one for this year and one for next year. So 2024 and 2025, Nashville gave up an international slot uh, whenever the Tyler deal, Tyler Boyd deal was in there. So that's uh, that's why there's only one from that. Then you had the two that they picked up from New England uh, that we talked about earlier on this. That was for basically Peck and Paintsel to be added there. So as the LA Galaxy stand right now, 11 international slots, 11 international players. They have all of them fit together. So I know a lot of you are like, well, what are the galaxy going to do in the summer? They want to bring it in an international. And the answer is that Gino Vivi is one of those people who has an international slot and you either get him a green card or you move him down to J- galaxy two. And all of a sudden you have that extra spot. So the galaxy 11, 11 international slots right now. Um, so that's, uh, that's where everything is, uh, is, is sort of at, um, yeah, that, that was surprising that the, all 11 are taken because you thought with bringing in those extra slots, you know, where who was going to take which slot and with Mavinga gone, does that open up a slot and all those different things? But I also don't imagine that they you see this with moves around the league as well. People don't just hang on to a di- if you don't have your allocation of uh, international slots. That's one thing. But people don't buy extra slots just right. to hang on to extra slots. Right. So you knew that because they're buying extra ones, it's because they needed to fill those spots. So I think that's one of those things that let you know they weren't just going to have that extra spot lying around. If you need to, you're going to have to shop around, spend another, you know, 175k or depending how far along in the season it is, that price actually can become cheaper because it's, you know, yeah, but, a, a but, less but, but it's part of the year, but it never gets that much. It's going to be like one hundred and thirty five thousand yeah. dollars. Right. And you're like, oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> and, this and, year's and half 2026. over. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's yeah. going to get interesting. We did miss a super chat. We did have the L.A. Galaxy outsider. Oh, OK. Say, I missed, you know, Villarreal bros, Dos Santos bros, Cabral bros. Paintsill bros. Oh. So again, it's one of those things. There's a, isn't there's it another paintsill. Isn't there. it Seth paintsill? That's what it says. Gam for Seth. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I knew I had seen that. No, we're not playing that game anymore. All right. Uh, Emilio, Emilio, super dollar, uh, $2 super chat. Uh, do you miss Costa? No. And it, that was, I was my, <laughs> do you miss Costa was a question. I said, no, 
Then and is Paintsville playing Sunday? Don't know. Um, and I think we talked a little bit earlier. Just uh, it'll be coming down to the wire whether or not they can get that P one uh, visa yeah. trans uh, transferred over from his tourist visa. So we'll keep an eye on that. So, um, you know, that was one of the things. So, so Mavinga leaving actually could have been a roster compliance move if you think about it, because the mm-hmm. Galaxy were like, I slots. slots international slots. How do we do it? Okay, well, you could release, you could uh, put Mavinga on on waivers. So that happened, and now that goes away. So that may have just been as simple as a roster compliance move. Um, But it feels like because you had VV there, you could always sort of do something. Uh, By the way, Gino VV, no slander. That guy played very well in the preseason. So as of right now, you should not. There's you want him on your team. Probably going to suit up. Yep, you need him on your team right now. Okay, so uh, Gino VV gets that has earned that. If you think about it. Mavinga and Vivi could have been playing to see who who would stay as sort of the international yeah. slot. And Vivi played well enough to, to get it. So yeah, if you look at that fair. way, good job, Gino Vivi, going in there and, and <laughs> fighting spot. fighting for it and you earned your spot, right? So that's kind of fun to, to think about that way. Now, Eric, you and I were talking, and this was mostly a your idea, um, but I, of course, will take full credit for it now. Uh, you you have sort of been messing around with a champion of the match, right? And, yes. And, yes. So, so tell people yeah. about that. Yeah. So last season, you know, if you follow me on Instagram at hammer EV nine, I, I, I did uh, of the week. So I didn't want to commit to every single game. So I said, well, look at when, you know, at the end of the week, who was our champion of the week over the past, you know, year and a half, my son and I have gotten really into wrestling. So there's that idea of who has the championship belt, who has the strap, who's the guy that you have to beat to be the champ. And so to that vein, we had our champion of the week that we came out with. We had a little LA Galaxy belt that came with it. And so, you know, we had that was an ongoing thing. Coming into this season, starting on Sunday, we're going to have a champion of the match. So I'll be posting a new champion of the match every game. So it won't just be for the week. It'll be for every single game. So we'll have 34 different champions over the course of the season. And then, of course, with League's Cup and, you know, we'll talk about Open Cup and where where that happens. We're going to be hand out the championship belt. But in the preseason, we were wanted to give the belt. Who won the champion of the preseason? And I think our champion of the preseason is Mr. Will Koontz. So big shout out to Will Koontz. We're going to give him the champion of the match, champion of the preseason for all of the cooking that he's been doing this offseason. And you see our, our graphic. Shout out to Josh, our graphic designer, who's uh, you know, making yeah, not just me. these killer. Not me. Yeah, yeah, not, the other, the other Josh. Josh. Yeah. yeah, but just some, some killer graphics there. So you'll be seeing a lot more of this as the season goes on. But Shout out to Will Koontz, our champion of the preseason. Yeah. Every, every, by the way, chat room's like, I, I need that belt. Yeah, of course. Belt's sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't you? I, I agree. We need, you know, we, is there's one like this though, isn't there? There's, there's a similar the, one to this. There is. There's okay. the, well, it's, it's currently, you know, we're going to get wrestling nerded out, but the, this current iteration of the blue universal title has been retired. So okay. it no longer exists. Okay. But there, you can get custom belts made, I believe, at our live show at TAPS. Someone had a custom LA I think, Galaxy. I think Matt, Matt belt. Provino. Yeah. I thought, okay. I, I thought Matt had it. So Matt, okay. Matt, you can bring that back out anytime yeah. you want. So um, again, you, you can, you can make it work, but, uh, you know, big shout out, you know, for the belt and the design there. I, I, I made it a little hodgepodge last season, but we really professionalized it up, uh, for this season. So it has some nice graphics to go along with it. So who's going to be our, our champion of the, of the match each match. And then who's 
going to have that belt at the end of the season. Exciting. We can't wait to see it. All right. Um, let's get to the LA Galaxy schedule here. And big surprise, LA Galaxy 6 p.m. coming up, taking on Inter-Miami. Messi and friends coming to uh, to Dignity Health Sports Park after a 2-0 victory over Real Salt Lake on Wednesday night. If you watch that, uh, you should have watched that, as a matter of fact. It was a very interesting game. It's homework. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of homework. So uh, here it is. Miami coming off the win, now traveling all the way over to Los Angeles, where they will be the season opener for the LA Galaxy. Played on Wednesday now we'll play on Sunday at 6 p.m. We will be there and that game of course on Apple TV MLS season pass. Uh that's where you can find it. Eric, uh you know, I think you said it a little bit at the beginning of the show. You said there may be some new people here and if there's new people, one we want to tell you a couple things. Uh one this is our 16th season. Two, we have almost 1100 shows in the can, which is more than any soccer specific uh, uh more than any uh team specific podcast in Major League Soccer. All right, we've been around longest, we've been doing it the longest. Um and three is that we're live on on Mondays and Thursday nights. It's just how we roll. All right. Monday nights, we have Kevin Baxter on from the L.A. Times. Uh, and then on Thursday nights, we rotate through, but mostly Eric. And then, well, of course, we have Sophie DeCan and Nicolau. We have Alex Ruiz who's going to fill in as well. So we have a lot of really qualified people. Shout out, by the way, to Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. Um, he he came by the office today um, and I said hi. Larry. Yeah, I miss Larry, send too. Larry, my regards. I, I, I absolutely shall. So it was good to see Larry there as well. But one of the things that you are well known for that you have added to this podcast that everybody wants and waits for and begs for every time is your game previews. And uh, we're going to, we're going to return those, some of those this year. It won't happen every time, but it's going to happen. Right. And so, um, so how are you feeling ahead of your first game preview for, uh, for the 2024 season? I'm feeling good. We had, we had new music. We got to see Miami. We had to see our opponents so we can kind of scout them and figure out, what we can go after and kind of go after those weaknesses. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling excited. Like I said, this is weeks and weeks of, of teasing and figuring out, let's get, you know, we're getting so close uh, to this home opener. So again, I'm, I'm right at that edge there. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in 2024, uh, the LA galaxy taking on Miami coming up at 6 PM on Sunday. And here is your game preview from Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira. It is time. We are so back. This Sunday, your LA Galaxy will open the 2024 season against David Beckham's Inter Miami, while fans will be happy to see the return of their heroes like Ricky Puj, Gaston Brugman, and Dejan Jovalich. This offseason, Chef Will Kuntz has been cooking. We will likely get to see the debut of Mickey Yamane and John McCarthy, but will we also see the debut of newly minted DPs Joseph Paintsill and Gabriel Peck? If you think you're excited, you should feel these nipples. On the other side of the field, our G's will be lined up against some serious competition, including world-renowned dwarf and mate enthusiast Lionel Messi. Que mira, bobo. Que mira. Additionally, the, our defense will also need to be checking their local insurance provider to see if they have dental coverage because a very toothy Luis Suarez will be chomping at the bit to open his MLS scoring account. So get to the digs early because this is a match for the ages that you don't want to miss. So get excited, people. We've got the Agrilites. We've got Alesso. We've got 90s actors with presumably silly mustaches looking to revive their careers. But most importantly, hopefully, we'll have our first three points of the season. Jeez up. Oh my, oh my, my nipples are hard now too. Thank you. I was going to say, I had, had some, uh, you know, 
had some stumbles there, but we got there. That's okay. Bob Bob wanted to say he thought this was a family show. It's cold in here, Bob. Okay. <laughs> it was excitement. It's yeah, absolutely. So you know, that's a, that's how it goes. Um, I, I'm I'm excited now. I can't wait now. Now now I think it's real. See, it wasn't real until right then. Now. It's real. Now it's happening. For some of you, it We're won't really be real. This. It won't be real until you walk into that that stadium. Remember, stadium all decked out. We're expecting lasers. We got a DJ. You said Alesso's playing. Alesso is playing. Um, and so you're going to have that. I imagine the DJ podium that sort of sits above Victoria Block is where that will take. That's 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 what I feel. I, right? I have some news. I have some breaking okay. news. Yes. I don't know if it's breaking news, but speaking with our good friend Nelson over at the Galaxy, I know he's dropped in the Discord and kind of given us some hints there. So I had some questions about what is this going to look like. So Alesso will be at a DJ booth at the top or at the berm area. So again, kind of above Victoria block there. So if you want to see Alesso do his thing, you want to be in and around the berm, that's where he's going to be. We also have some special collections happening, uh, game day specific. So there's the kit hook collection, a lot of t-shirts happening there. There's a Cosmo plush uh, for if you, your kids like Squishmallows. Ooh. I know my daughter's big on that. So yeah. again, my, you know, Cosmo plush is going to be I available. There's a new game day scarf. So again, that's going to be available in the stadium. So big shout out to Nelson kind of giving us the down low on what to expect. Soccer fest. We heard Tom broad mention it, that that's something that's getting a refresh and a little, a little facelift. So I've heard that there are going to be new booths, new activations, new activities. So the game day experience is uh, definitely something that works. You, you didn't mention after with the permanent pupusa spot. That's true. After pupusas. I'll get to finally enjoy those in stadium. Go, go, by the way, go check out their, their accounts. Cause I know that they're dropping, a, uh, but I'm the biggest. <laughs> we're doing goofball. commercials they're, everywhere. I mean, we're just, <laughs> just, we're everywhere. We are everywhere, but go check out for after. I know they're going to have something fun. I uh, Gary, by the way, let's get to some super chats before we get into the game preview. $5 super chat from Gary rat show guys. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Always appreciate you in the chat room. Always there. LA galaxy, $2 super chat galaxy gear Friday giveaway. Stay tuned. Are you giving something away outsider? Cause I didn't plan on giving anything away. I just wanted to make sure, but it is galaxy gear Friday. So make sure you wear your galaxy gear tag us and we'll retweet. Um, so that way everybody can, can get everything going there. All right. Uh, are you ready to talk about Miami, sir? I was going to say, we've only, we've only been talking for about an hour, an hour plus. So yeah, let's, let's talk about the actual game now. LA galaxy taking on Miami 6 PM Dignity health sports park. We've talked about it. This coming up on Sunday, February 25th, uh, you know, MLS season live is where you can find all that stuff on Apple TV. Uh, the LA galaxy are just warning you right now, arrive early. Okay, get there. Yeah. This is not going to be. It's going to be packed. I can see from the from the 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 ticket layouts that it looks like there are going to be additional bleachers in some areas as well. You're talking about max capacity. We're talking about the twenty seven thousand number that we talk about all the time, and it may crest that as well because they're going to jam everybody in there. Now, something the LA Galaxy did was they did open up the berm. Uh, so feel the berm. No feel the berm in there. I didn't see feel the berm today. But if you're <laughs> okay, feeling, they're the going to make an appearance. Yeah. yeah if you want to feel the berm, uh, you can. Tickets are not cheap. I don't want you to think they are. I fully expect that they're going to sell out as well, but they were about 230 and then plus fees and everything. I think I got up to over $300 per seat on the berm. Fees. Bring yeah, a blanket. Fees. We got to figure that out. The, but the, uh, the fees is, is a problem. Just, just, just tell me, just tell me how much a ticket's going to cost right up front. Yeah. Do we have to do this yeah. every just time? Just say it costs three hundred dollars. Yeah. Don't say it's two fifty plus fees. And yeah, don't, don't, don't fool me. You can't fool me twice. Don't fool me again. One of those things. Uh, <laughs> well, I will say is if you do want to show up to the grounds early. Like you want to be there early because of traffic. You don't want to get stuck in traffic as you know, the anthems are happening, but then not only get there early, start planning your entry into the stadium early as well, because with that many people, the lines to get in going through, I know security checks have been improved, but still when you have that many people getting in can sometimes be a bear. So you want to make sure 
plan ahead, think ahead. I know it's going to be a lot of fun with the tailgates and all the activities and festivities that we have going on, but you want to try to plan your routes so you can get there early in your seats early as well, because I do understand that there is going to be, you know, the, the pregame is something that you want to check out as well. You don't want to walk in after the, after the first whistle has been blown. Yeah, it's going to be crowded. So make sure you get there early for sure. Now, if you watch this game, uh, this was the Miami versus Real Salt Lake game. If you saw the final and you said two nothing and you said, okay, well, clearly Miami rolling already. No, 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 no. And listen, I don't think that there's a lot to take away from this other than the fact that Miami survived what they were supposed to survive. Yeah. <laughs> you and I were texting each other, I think, during this game, and we were sort of going back and forth and saying, what are we seeing from stuff? And I said chaos. That's what I see. And by the way, chaos from Real Salt Lake. I don't know how they didn't score in the second half. Yeah. They, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you do that. If you want to talk about it, and, and you can look at the expected goals on this, it was 1.5 for Miami to 1 for, for Real Salt Lake. But RSL like had 9 shots, and only 2 of them were on target, whereas in Miami had 9 shots, and 7 of them were on target. Like There's a yeah. big difference between just hitting the net, and I think if you're the LA Galaxy, just hit the net. Okay, Just yeah. put it well, somewhere in there. Or even a little bit closer. I mean, RSL was hitting these into row X and yeah. you know, as, as far as they can. So it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Watching that game, the one thing that I took away from it after the first half, it made me a little bit nervous. I was like, man, I don't know if they're going to be able to hang with Miami. And then as you watch that second half, you said, wait, these guys completely ran out of gas. So I think, you know, you will see, you know, those that older core of players, they are going to be running out of gas. You saw it towards the end. They were just camped out at the midfield line waiting for a counterattack. So the Galaxy are going to need to capitalize on that because RSL could not. Um, the one scary thing is, if they do get a counter and those players, even though even when they're out of gas, if they get a counter and they get an opportunity, they can make you pay. We're talking about world class yes. level players. So that's the thing that you do have to be concerned about. Something that Taylor Twelman mentioned at the end of the broadcast that I agreed with him is that teams around the league that watch that game. I don't think any team that watched that walked away scared of what Miami's going to do with the pundits predicting Messi to win MVP right. and golden boot and them walk to walk away with the supporter shield and MLS cup. I don't think other teams walked away saying, man, we really have to really, you know, batten down the hatches when Miami comes down. I think they saw a team that has flaws and that they can explode, expose, even though they are dangerous and you do have to be wary of the talent that they have on the field. And that goes in addition to, uh, you know, your your Suarez, your Messi, your Busquets, names that don't take the headlines, but you still have to watch Robert Taylor. You saw him get the goal. The, you, Julian mean, you, mean, you mean Miami's best player, Robert Taylor? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, Drew Callender is a good goalkeeper. So even though RSL struggled, a lot of that was Callender kind of making making it difficult for them as well. So you have the, you have good players. This isn't you know, they will be billed as messy and friends and, yes. and we will make those jokes. But there, there's good pieces on that roster. Well, I'll say this. Um, one is if you looked at the lineup that MLS put out uh, after this game, they forgot two guys in the middle like they didn't exist. I don't know what's going on there. But <laughs> yeah. l- luckily, I do know those guys names. Uh, Sergio Busquets. Maybe you've heard of him. Luis Suarez were the guys there. Um, somebody help Ever MLS heard out. Of them? I yeah. like that. Those two guys. Yeah. yeah, those are the ones they missed. Don Garber called uh, Colin uh, reporter lazy because all they write about is messy and then you go on the MLS website and it's just messy and if you heard the if you heard the the telecast there was a lot of oh messy by the way him chipping the injured player though was my favorite thing that, that was, happened so that was that, that was, guy was so close to, I mean he's already on highlight clips right. he was on the news cycle today but that would have been he would have been immortalized yeah. uh, being the guy that the messy uh, you know chipped yeah just that's the type of le- that's the level of player he's injured that you're dealing with. he's injured messy likes he's gonna run into him and just like chips it over him and just keeps going right like it was 
yeah. a, it was a whole deal. So um, listen, uh, for me, you know, I you you're absolutely hit it on the head. It is about watching that counterattack, right? It is about watching it because if you look at the possession in this game, a home game for a home game for Miami in a game where they should have had a lot of possession, it was 50-50. Okay? In a game where Miami should, and by the way, with the players they have, with Busquets, with Messi, with Suarez, right? With even with Gomez on there, with Gressel, they should be dominating possession with these guys, right? And everything. They're not, okay? And as a matter of fact, if you watch them, uh, similar to the LA Galaxy and how they fall apart sometimes, it's the back line. It's the back line's connection with the midfield. How many turnovers did we see in that little in-between space between the back line and the midfield, right? And RSL They couldn't was, get it going. Yeah, there were moments where RSL was just on top of them, and uh, yeah, Miami just could not get passes strung together to get out of their defense. So um, so when you look at that, the Galaxy, I think, will have a chance at uh, at getting some pressure in there and getting some things done. Um, and so it's going to be about converting chances, which is nervy time because yeah. <laughs> the Galaxy haven't really done that in the preseason, right? You haven't seen a lot of converting chances. You need guys like Dayan Jovalich to convert chances. You need guys like... Gabriel Peck to convert chances. You need Ricky Pooj. You need guys like Gaston Brugman. And I don't know if Brugman's going to start. So if Aguirre's in there or Delgado and Aguirre or Delgado and Sorio, however, they're going to sort of put that together. You need somebody to take advantage of the chances that the Galaxy are clearly going to get. Um, but if they play like RSL, they're going to lose this game. You will have to score goals yeah. in this game, right? You, you can't. Gonna need to yeah. I, I imagine someone like Fagundes, who's, you know, had a solid preseason and is kind of feeling right and feeling the vibes. That's someone who you can picture kind of getting on the score sheet. He needs to get get right. Do we want to play the game of who who's the starting 11? Yeah. For I, the LA Galaxy. Goal, who's your goalkeeper? McCarthy. All right. So. McCarthy's in goal. I okay. agree with you there. Starting center backs. Rashida uh, and you, Caceres. Yeah, yeah, easy. Right. And then Yamani on the outside. Yamani. And, and now and it comes to Aude and Nelson. I think Alde's, uh, Aude is going to get the uh, get the nod there. Okay. So he'll get there. Now you get into the midfield. I don't think Brugman's going to start. So I okay. think you're going to be Pooj, uh, Delgado, and Surreal. That's okay. that's my guess. It could be an Aguirre sign in there. Right. But I, I, I also could see where Brugman was close, but I think in the magnitude of this game, you throw Brugman out there because he is the better player. You're going to want your best players on the field. So I see a situation where I would start Brugman, okay. even if it is a little bit more questionable. Right. And you you plan to pull him off maybe after 50 minutes. After or, or 60, right? Minutes. And you can, yeah. do, you can do 60, right? Because you have ha- half time, you give him a little yeah. break, and then you can play 15 more minutes. So maybe 60. Maybe Brugman yeah. goes 60 and you can bring somebody else in. Or, now the big question marks. Yes. Yeah, I okay. mean... Peck starts as far as I know, right? Think so, so yeah, okay. I, I don't think there's any, there's no point in not starting him. You need a talented winger out there with Fagundes. And I think Fagundes is going to get the start on the other side. Now, yeah. if Paintsville gets his, um, gets his, his visa, then you can start playing with things. But I think that Peck will start because they're going to need another winger and they're going to use that as sort of their advantage. And he's going to have four days, you know, to, or, you know, three, four days to sort of train. And that's going to be enough, right? Um, so, I th- yeah. I think if you have both, you start Fugundas in that spot anyway. Right. Because I think you want to have either Peck or Paintsill coming off the bench if you have both available. It, if only Peck's available, then if you throw Peck out there, uh, you know, he should be plug and play ready to go. But if you have both, I think you need to keep one of them as your kind of secret weapon off the bench. So whether it's Paintsill and Fagundes starting and maybe you save Peck to come in and, and create chaos at a very tired Miami team like they're going to be after a midweek that that can be something that can be really exciting for the galaxy as well. So I think that could be the move. 
but yeah, I, I have, and then of course, Jovalich up, up top, and then Fagundes being the other winger. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Puj in the center. So, um, you know, I don't know. You, there's a part of me that's almost like, hey, if Paintsel is ready, then then you can sort of, like you said, move Peck off and you put Fagundes in there to sort of give the team some understanding of what has been happening in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And Fagundes is the hot hand. The guy who yeah. has played the best in the preseason has been Fagundes. But you also have to understand Peck and Paintsel are also game shaped, game ready, have been yeah. playing games. So they may even be another level above everybody else around them, which you're expecting from designated players anyway. That's going to have to be a Vanny call. You, you, you mm-hmm. have to be able to see it, right? You have to look at it and say, this is what I see. And and that's how it's going to go. So um, that'll sort of be the way. Uh, do we have uh, do we have numbers and predictions for today? We do. We okay. do. We have dratings.com. They're back. Okay. Still up to date. Looks like we didn't lose. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, no, 538 this time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I was going to say, I'm not even going to shout out their name yeah. uh, since they let us down. But dratings does have the predictions. This The margins are skinnier than someone from the Valley on Ozempic. I mean, we're talking super, super thin margins here. We have chances to win the galaxy at 37.5% chance to win Miami, a 36.2% chance to win. It's a pick em. So it's, it's a pick em. It's a 50, 50 and then 26.3 uh, chance to draw. If you look at the money line, uh, what's happening, you have Miami plus 148, Galaxy plus 146. Again, it's a pick, pick em. It's a pick em. You know, go ahead and, and pick where you want to go. Over, under, they have that at three goals. So again, minus one, 135. If you want to go over three, if you want to go plus 115, if you want to go over three goals. So again, I don't imagine that they're, you're going to see a goal fest in this one. You, you stay away from this game if you're betting. Yeah. This is not one that yeah, you, you want a piece of, right? So, or you can bet for the draw. Go for the big mini. Right. So a draw is plus 303 if you feel like this is going to be either a snooze fest or that no one's going to get the better of the other. Well, I mean, you know, uh, by the way, Michael Ramirez, $2 super chat. Uh, we need a peck debut goal. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Hey, you want everybody to get nice. a goal. Just every, <laughs> every Jovalich gets a goal right away. You know, like just first that's, five minutes, galaxy me, go up a goal. Yes. Selfishly, absolutely. That's, I want to see Dayon get on the score sheet. I think that would set the wheels in motion. And, that's, and, that's, that's more important to me than one of the new, the new players. They're going to figure it out. They're going to get their legs. Uh, I think Jovalich is massive to get a goal. Yeah. Uh, Michael, by the way, thank you. 20th super chat on that. We certainly appreciate you and all the support you've given to the uh, to the the podcast here. Um, Big shout out, Michael. Appreciate it. All right. I, I mean, I don't know what else there is to do. It feels like we've there's, gone through everything, right? There's what else? the guaranteed to be wrong prediction. That's it. And that's what that's I was it. sort of, I was sort of hinging towards that. <laughs> it feels like I'm nervous. I haven't done this in a while. It feels like, it feels like everything happened so quickly. It feels like the off season was both <laughs> tremendously long and ridiculously short. Um, the roster moves, you know, they, they weren't unexpected, but they seem to have scrambled my brain a little bit. Um, I, I don't know what to expect from this game and it's really hard with the LA Galaxy. You want to be optimistic because there's, you've been, so, this been so great in this honeymoon period. I mean, no honey, you don't look fat in that dress, you know, like it's just, you know, Oh honey, <laughs> get look, over that, here. That, yeah. sh- that shirt makes your, makes your biceps look so big. You know, it's like that type of stuff right now. And everybody's <laughs> just happy living in this nice little dream bubble that Will Koontz has produced forever everybody right and and you almost don't want to get into the reality of it you don't want to get into the games yeah. um, you don't want to mess it up with actual soccer yeah so i mean now let's go ahead let's start let's start breaking breaking dreams right like you know <laughs> the undefeated the la galaxy's undefeated season on the line starting on sunday at 6 p.m at dignity health sports park eric predictions guaranteed to be wrong hit me i'm gonna go the galaxy the vibes are just too right i can't go against the galaxy even with the razor thin margins i'm going galaxy winning 
two one. I'm going to stick with that over under at three. I think that that feels about right. I don't think we're going to see goals galore a four three type game, but I do think you, you see Miami get one, and I see you see the Galaxy get one. But I just feel like there's going to be some magic towards the end, whether it's Jovalich, magic. Ed, you're going to see some magic at the end. Magic. So I think it's two one LA Galaxy. Um, hmm. I, you know, this is this really sets the the whole the whole like sort of mood for the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, it's Josh. Am I on the bandwagon? Have I bought into it? I know there's question marks. Audi is a question mark. Jovalich is a question mark, right? You know, are Peck and Paint still going to be the guys, like I said, best soccer players to ever touch the ball as far as we're concerned right now? And then we get to find out come Sunday. Is Josh going to be that guy who keeps everybody's like levels up? I'm very good at being like, keep your levels in the middle, right? And this little, helps sway yeah. you. Uh-huh. The LA Galaxy are undefeated when Peck and Paint still play. Uh, this is also true. I mean, I mean yeah, how can you argue with that? Yeah. Um, I will say, I looked back a little bit and saw the LA Galaxy in terms of how they usually do in their first game. Actually pretty good. Last year was one of their, lo- one of their losses. I think they won in 2022, 2021. They lost in 2020. They won in 2019. I mean, these are it's it's more wins than it is losses whenever you look at everything. Um, I, so for me right now, uh, I will put the score at uh, two to one. Uh, All right. I, We're I, in line. So, yes. you know, it's going to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Miami, Miami. I'm calling two oh, one no. Miami. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say right. Miami wins this game. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it either. It. I don't I don't I don't like anything, Eric. This is this is a horrible <laughs> position we put ourselves in every week, and I'm glad that we could do it. Um, Just a heads up to everybody. Uh, yes, we'll be around. Eric, you'll be around uh, pregame, right? Because you're, you're pregame. Be, yeah. Yeah. I want to talk tailgates. Yeah. I know there's a lot of tailgates happening. I kind of mentioned it in the game preview. LA Riot Squad is having the Agrilite. So again, if you're into reggae, that's your thing. They'll be at the tailgate there. I'll probably be moving in that direction. My brother's a big reggae ska guy. So that's definitely the the side that we'll be uh, leaning towards. But I also know Victoria Blocks having their tailgate as well. They're having a DJ, some food and drinks and all that fun stuff there. So again, multiple tailgates for you to attend. I believe Aldries are welcome uh, to both of those tailgates if you uh, want to go ahead and support right those tailgates and enjoy when they do. So I also want to take this time to kind of ask you, so I am in a unique, not you personally, but oh, our listeners, okay. uh, you know, if, if you haven't already considered joining a supporter group, doesn't mean that you have to sit in that section or necessarily, you know, <laughs> do everything with that group. But I think it's good to kind of give to the greater cause. And so I'm in a unique situation where I don't live in the area anymore. So it's not like I can join one of those groups, but I do see a lot of the stuff that they have going on. And so one of my, kind of core messages and, you know, supporting local soccer and helping it grow. And I think the support groups are a great way to do that. So I, I've proudly pr- pledged my membership to a couple groups this season. I've joined, you know, the Riot Squad group, donated there, joined the uh, Galaxy Outlaws. That's another one who right. they do a lot of fun activities and and things with pickup games and, and other things going on. So those are the two groups that I personally have joined. So if, if you haven't joined a group already, consider joining a group. Maybe ACB is your thing. Maybe Galaxians are your thing. So, you know, there's lots of groups to choose from, but I do encourage you to Maybe pick one, even if you don't necessarily sit in that section. It helps grow the game and grow that galaxy support. Well, we're uh, it's really awesome to see everything. Can't wait to see everybody out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, my arrival time. I will be there early before the game. Certainly. Um, I don't know what I'll be doing. I have a I have a train to drive on uh, on Sunday morning, so I'll be driving trains in the morning and then uh, ho- running home, taking a shower, and and making my way up to Dignity Hill Sports Park. Bold, bold um, move. Yeah, I know. It's 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 one of those fun things. Uh, the rain looks like it's it's moved out. By the way, I know people were, remember whenever I told everybody to chill out on Monday. I was right. What do you know? <laughs> um, yeah, no rain right now. It's going to be I think a sixty five degree day. So it, it sh- but it's going to be mostly cloudy that type of thing. It's supposed to rain on Monday. I think a little bit on Tuesday. So. Um, um, should be fine with that. Everything should be set up. Uh, I do, by the way, 
Um, these guys cracked me up um, in the chat room. Uh, I, I, I know that there's a lag in here. And so I like you can say something and then you wait for it to hit. And that's my favorite part. Right. So whenever I picked Miami, uh, there was a lot of no. Oh, no. <laughs> right. And my favorite one from Gary. He only likes trains. Just just, you know, just leave. Him alone. Just, you know, and then remember. Uh, yeah, I'll go back to it's guaranteed to be wrong. They should yeah. be happy that I, you went in that direction. Uh, I can't believe it. Uh, by the way, uh, executive producer Herb with a quick shout out, quick stop by $20 super chat late to the show. Hammer has a brother. Does he go by by older hammer? Uh, are you younger <laughs> hammer? By the way, did you say daddy hammer is a no go? No, no. Yeah. yeah, OK. I think we agreed daddy hammer. It's was, not allowed. It was canceled. It's not a thing. Yeah, Your mom's my allowed brother... to call him that. Nobody else. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Yeah. We Just don't. Checking. Yeah. Yeah. Brother. Brother Hammer doesn't have a nickname. We'll have to work on that. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, all right. I, this is the part that is one of my favorites, which is, is there anything else that we have to say? I think we've, we've covered it. Oh, you got, new you got stickers. stickers. Oh, you new do stickers. have new stickers. Awesome. I'll leave a stack with you. So I know, you know, if you yep. see me at the tailgate, come find me, come grab some new stickers. Happy to hand those out. That's that's my last little plug there. Okay. Uh, last thing I'll sort of put in before we get out of uh, out of all this. Thank you for everybody for listening. Big shout out to uh, to to Ray for uh, for getting the song going. And remember, you can go download the song right now. Uh, Raymond Plaza, he's there typing "Corner of the Galaxy Anthem." You're going to hear the outro part of this coming. And by the way, I picked a different part of the song to play at the end, so that way we could experience the whole thing. All right. There's a lot of meat on that song. That's what, that's what I like about it. It just keeps going. You know, like I'm saying, it's per- really perfect for Valentine's Day. We were a little late in that, but it was. Perfect for Valentine's Day, if you know. Oh, what I know, I know, I know your plans next year. That's yeah. right, absolutely. Uh, my <laughs> wife already downloaded it. Um, so uh, yeah, make it make it stream and all that fun stuff. So uh, absolutely do it. Uh, keep an eye on the referees, right? There's uh, replacement yeah. referees. That's something to sort of watch. Wasn't a big deal in Miami. Wasn't officiating perfectly in my mind, but wasn't horrible. But let's see what happens whenever everything comes down in L.A. Uh, we haven't had any of the massive mix-ups. And again, on Saturday, there's supposed to be 84 officials that all have to cover games and stuff like that. That's where you're going to see some things. So watch games on Saturday. Enjoy that. Other than that, Sunday coming up, the L.A. Galaxy taking on Inter-Miami. Uh, that game at 6 p.m. Get there early, get there early, get there early. We'll see you there. And of course, that game on MLS uh, Season Pass. So go check it out. Uh, Eric, why don't you tell people where they can find you? We'll get on out of here. Here we go. All right, you can find me and my nipples on all the platforms at HammerEV9. That's X, Instagram, formerly Twitter, TikTok, Threads. That's at HammerEV and the number nine. Come find me at the tailgate. Get a sticker. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, at JGuessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com, YouTube, Spotify, all those fun things. Go download our song. Tell us how much you love it. Listen to it on the way to the game. Uh, let's see. The LA Galaxy, Miami, coming up on Sunday. This is it. The start of the 2024 season is upon us, boys and girls, and we're so glad that you're here and that you joined us. For Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh. Pat Togesman, you've been listening. You've been watching to our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.